Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. And today what we've got is another thriving after narcissistic abuse story. And I'm really loving doing these stories because the most incredible thing is, is that I really get to talk about and share why I'm doing this mission, what is so important to me, which is helping people get out of the pain and out of the despair and into a new life. And that's what this show is about today. So I'm going to announce this show. This story is a lady's amazing journey and it's the survival after a long-term narcissistic marriage. Now, her story is one of courage and it's about overcoming all the odds. So, this show is really going to help you understand that no matter how hopeless things look and how powerless, scared and stuck you may feel, that there really is hope. That there is things that you can do to turn your life around. And... I'm going to introduce our lovely lady. She's a South African lady. She's got a delightful accent, which I just love. People say they love my Aussie accent. I love all sorts of accents. And uh, Roseanne is with us at the moment. So, hello, Roseanne. Are you there? Hello, everybody. Yes, I'm here on the side. I can hear you quite well. Oh, lovely, lovely. So, Roseanne, we're going to get into your story because it's really quite an extraordinary story. So can you please share with the listeners the details of your marriage? Okay. We have been married for 17 years and started dating 24 years ago. I was completely in love with him and I loved him more than I ever did anyone else. In those early days, I remember thinking that the sky actually looked more blue than I remembered. Every second day, I received a love letter. There were extravagant displays of his love, like a violinist playing solo for us at a restaurant. He was incredibly kind, gentle, and thoughtful. He was a student at the time, and I paid for all our entertainment. He would introduce me as the future mother of his children. 
I found this odd. As the years went by, I realized that this was part of the picture he needed for his life. A good, available mother, something he did not have. I often noticed women standing inappropriately too close to him while having a conversation. In the early days, he was very good at hiding his behavior. So in front of me, he did not react to these women. Later on, when he flirted openly, I, I knew he had been flirting with his women behind my back. I was so young, I thought it was all about them not behaving properly. I owned a car and my own home before we married, while he did not have either. I was in the process of selling my car and he went ahead and sold it privately to a friend for less than what I said I wanted to sell it for. This was a big red flag. While we planned our wedding, I noticed the disconnection from him. I was the sole provider during the first year of our marriage as he was still studying. When I was pregnant, again, I saw a lot of disinterest. When our children were born, I found it so strange that he would call the hospital but only inquire about the baby. I do know the exact time that I stopped being happy and began feeling pain on a regular basis. It was the year he qualified. Suddenly, he was no longer the poor, struggling student. The arrogance and entitlement started showing itself. I was often told that I was too emotional and that I should not be feeling those feelings. Looking, looking back, the cruelty slowly started showing itself. By the time our first child was born, I no longer owned a home, car, business, or bank account. By choice, I became a stay-at-home mom, not knowing how this decision would become part of his master plan. He did not manage his business or finances well at all, and I stepped in and did a lot to change things. I felt confused when he would accuse me of controlling him, even though what I was doing was so beneficial for his work. I felt I needed to fix this for him. He became the heart and soul of any party, while I became more and more withdrawn. I noticed his need to have wine daily. The outburst became worse. There would be very loud, cruel, verbal fights at least twice a week, which left me paralyzed with pain and shock and confusion. My days became filled with so much obsession about what he had done and said the night before. I was completely consumed by this. I would receive incredibly expensive gifts after feeling emotionally violated by him right up until the eve of receiving the gift. This often happened around the time of a big family gathering. He would draw a lot of attention to the gift, saying what a good husband he was. Everyone thought he was different and amazing. I quietly felt so confused and kept thinking, that I must have imagined the intensity of the argument. I began to seek counseling for myself many times because I thought that if I became a better person, he would be nicer to me. We even, we even tried counseling together on two occasions. 
But as soon as the focus was on him, his contempt for me increased. During counseling, I discovered he was involved with another woman. This wasn't the first time. This wasn't the first time during our marriage he had had several affairs. It was a constant strain to have a perfect look on my face, a perfect home, and perfectly behaved children by the time he got home. The sight of school books lying around while homework was done was translated into a filthy house. He did not tolerate any weakness on my part. When I was pregnant with our third child, he was overjoyed. The cruelty from him, which I endured when I lost that baby, was indescribable. The hatred and contempt from him felt like blows to my face and heart. Panic attacks and constant anxiety became a a part of my life. I would feel ill by 4 p.m. daily. I isolated myself and often purposely fetched my children late from school so that the other moms would not see my black and blue heart showing on my face. Besides, my face was so frozen, I was convinced I would not be able to smile even if I wanted to. A few years ago, I made plans to begin working from home and became really excited. At the same time, packets of very strong addictive medication made its way regularly into our home because he was providing that for me. I quickly learned that they numbed the pain beautifully. Four years later, I was in an advanced stage of addiction and planning my suicide. I lived like a zombie in a fogged, drugged state, watching the clock for my next fix. My dream of working from home never happened. I called a clinic for help and was supposed to start rehab the following day. When I, while I packed my bag, he called the clinic and told them I would not be coming. He told me that they had said they no longer have a bed available for me. He refused to pay for outpatient therapy as well. My recovery was really, really hard without the help I needed. This became a huge turning point in my life as I knew that I had to divorce him if I ever wanted to rebuild my life. I would wake up each morning and my body would at me that this was not the life I wanted. I stayed for so long because I kept waiting for the kind, gentle man I met to return. I truly thought that that was the real him. I was completely financially dependent on him and had lost so much self-esteem and any belief in myself. I actually felt like a shell of a person completely lost and empty. Promises to get help for his aggression and anger were also broken repeatedly. I started divorce proceedings in June 2011. That day, after the call to my lawyer, I fell to the floor, sobbing, feeling like a woman standing on a train line and the train is approaching. I made that call knowing that I had nothing. Absolutely nothing. How would I pay for my legal fees? How would I raise my children on my own? 
My feelings were so raw, yet there was no turning back for me. His verbal abuse became incredibly violent. He would rage through the house for two to three hours every second night, screaming foul words and threats at the children and myself. I was told I would need a mental hospital when he was done with me. When we got home at night, when he got home at night, it felt like a tornado and earthquake happening to us. I really thought the windows would break. The children often went to bed without homework completed. During exam time, I had to remove them from the house to get work done. I was terrified of him beyond words. The fear would feel like it was running through my body. He placed spyware on all the electronic equipment and my cell phone. I was violated on many levels. I hid my phone, journals, and car keys from him all the time. He said he was absolutely entitled to do so as he needed to see what further mischief my lawyer and I were up to. My whole life became incredibly abnormal. By, by December 2011, there was one night when I just knew that that night was to be the very last night in that house. All the signs were there that I was compromising my safety if I did not make a move the very next day. So while he was at work, I quietly walked through the gate with only my children, their dogs, and my most precious items, and went to live with my mom 400 kilometers away from where we lived. It was the only place to go. It was not the best place for us logistically, as it was too far from the children's school. He withhold shelter from us. He refused to pay for accommodation, saying we do have a home, meaning I should come back to live with him. I eventually had to leave my mom's home after someone offered for us to live in a home which was closer to the children's school. It would only be for six weeks. The day I moved out of that house, I had no idea where we would go next. Later that day, I received another offer from someone. We lived in five different places in a space of four months. It was a very humiliating and humbling time for me because I had to ask countless of people if they knew of a place where I did not have to pay. During this time, my car had been taken from me for three months and returned with a broken radiator. There were times that I would arrive at school to fetch my children, only to find he had removed them already. It was a very lonely time for me when nothing felt followed. I felt like I was losing my children. It was so clear that he would do anything to sabotage my new path hoping I would give up and return to him. After my spirit had been destroyed through substance abuse, my desire for my spirit to thrive became more important than any obstacle he placed before me. It was a huge blessing that our appointment with a family advocate happened to be at that time. He had previously asked for sole custody with only supervised contact for myself. 
the meeting did not go the way he planned, and the children and I moved back into the home in May 2012, and he moved out at the recommendation of the family advocate. Living back here brought many occasions where he forced contact by crashing into our big metal sliding gate that protected the property after following me home. Other times he would threaten to ram it down with his 4x4 if I did not open within 10 seconds to speak to him. This is pivotal. It caused unbelievable fear and trauma and is a vital part of my empowerment. This is important to mention because I spoke to Melanie at length about how to change my vibration in order to change what he was doing. I will explain more about events like this when I talk about the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program. I never opened the gate, remembering the no-contact policy from my side, and eventually he would leave, sometimes after only two hours. Mm, Roseanne, it's quite an extraordinary story because there's just so many things in there. You know that you were tricked financially, that you were um, that you were addicted to um, antidepressant medication. It's it's just huge. It really is. And also too, you know, you had no, which is so common with narcissists, is that you have no financial support. You have no fair play. You have. You know, none of that going on. It's always incredibly emotionally, mentally, and financially difficult leaving a narcissist, breaking up with a narcissist. It's, it's just, yeah, and trying to look after the kids in the school, and it's huge. So at what point did you start working with the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program? I found Melanie's website in August 2012, I remember feeling so broken and filled with despair. I would lie on the floor over our pit, sobbing with the depth of betrayal that was coming to light. At that point, I had actually lost all hope again and knew I needed something much bigger than the many self-help books and therapy I had already done. Within a week of starting up, my fear of him was reduced enormously. I was communicating with Melanie by email and asking her lots of questions in regard to how he was trying to attack me and intimidate me. When I first emailed her, I told her that the legal system here granted no support, that my situation was hopeless, that he was a madman and like a terminator, that was not going to stop trying to destroy my life, and I asked her what I could do. She made me believe her when she kept saying, when you change on the inside, no matter how it looks, your outside experience with him will change. Melanie kept giving me directions on which modules to use and how to shift my fear inside me. I understood and desperately wanted to attain this message. When you no longer have a charge inside you about what he is doing, he will not be able to do it. It will stop happening. It will not be a match for your vibration and therefore cannot operate in your reality. 
I, I believed Melanie and I dedicated myself to working the modules over and over. No longer was the fear coursing through my body. Melanie was right. There were incredible events where I saw the results right before my eyes, where he was stuck or just did not succeed because I no longer had any fear that matched his behavior. I started feeling powerful and in control of my life. My level of hope was increasing daily. I immediately started modified contact, which by now has become no contact. Two weeks after starting the program, I no longer needed him to admit or apologize about his behavior. This was a huge shift for me. I confidently shared this at a mediation session. Words like joyfulness, lightness, hope started appearing often in my journal. I started to acknowledge that I could live with abundance and authenticity. By October 2012, I had gotten to the point where I felt fiercely determined to not hand over my power to him any longer in any way. I also now knew deep within me that following my dreams is actually my birthright. I was bubbling over with creative ideas. One day I stopped what I was doing and realized with a joyful shock that my days were now full with lovely thoughts of my dreams, my goals. It was such a different and beautiful feeling that I was not used to. I started feeling like I was really beginning to live in my own life. Yeah, and this is the shift of now that happens with so many people. Your experience was definitely extreme because when you were talking to me and you were talking to me about the logistics in South Africa and how it's very, very hard uh, to get the police attention and the court attention and... For me, it, it always comes back to this. It always comes back to we need to focus on your vibration and turn you around from being a match to this from the inside out because I know that's what gets the results and it was incredible to see what was happening with our emails because we never talked. This is actually the first time that we've heard each other's voices. We just communicated through email. We didn't do any personal sessions. You were working up and you were doing that by yourself. Now, I know that when we're putting this show together, you were saying that there's a really important part of your journey, and I went through it by email with you, and I remember how big it was, because you've been a standout person on NARP with your life. But would you like, Roseanne, share with the listeners what happened, and it's only recent, it was at the end of last year this incident happened, because I think a lot of people will be able to relate to it. Okay, by December 2012, a huge unhealed part of me smacked me very hard in the face. I'd love to share how I came through to the other side. He had previously tried to force contact, as I had mentioned. This time, he actually succeeded by climbing over our high wall and proceeded to bash in the burglar bars on the window. The fear was horrific. I called some family to help. The police would not help without a court protection order in place. 
He knew many policemen very well and often influenced them. After four and a half hours of this drama and trauma, he still would not leave, and I was forced to move back to my mom once again. I took what had happened and my terror to the NARC program because I knew there was still something in me that was allowing this event to happen by him in my life. I totally had accepted and learned Melanie's philosophies of so within, so without. I immediately did Module 1 of the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program to release this pain. And this is what I learned about myself. Boundaries were something I had never fully implemented and stood up for in my life previous to this event. Previously, I had withdrawn two court protection orders because I was so scared of standing up to him. That was before I had found Melanie's work. It became very clear that speaking up and believing in what I feel to be right and true and deserving for myself was a big unhealed part of me. Previous to this, I had always played my life safe and tried to keep the peace. Since that event and the, the discovery through doing the inner shift work on myself, I realized two things. First, even though my losing fear in the past had great results, this event needed to uncover this unhealed fear, and second, this was a lesson my soul deeply needed to heal and learn. And what he was doing was the perfect teacher. If I did not learn this lesson, I was never going to be free of fear or have the life I really wanted to live. Now, as, as a result of doing the inner healing work on this issue, I am in the process of going to trial on about this, as I have had a third court protection order served on him. This time, I intend to walk my truth and mean it. Going ahead with my third protection, with my third court protection order, is not only an opportunity to set a huge boundary, but to fully claim my voice and speak my truth despite the consequences. Speaking my truth in my family had always gotten me into a lot of trouble and left me feeling extremely rejected, abandoned, and unheard. With a lot of the Quantum Freedom Healing modules, I got to the point where I sold this house that even without him living there became an absolute prison for myself and my children. I could not do this previously and would feel ill trying to do so. It sold within two and a half weeks with minimal advertising. I now live in a home that he has no claim or entitlement over and the peace and freedom and empowerment I feel about this is so priceless. With the use of quantum freedom healing and becoming a vibrational match for what I wanted to manifest, I got this home 
where our beloved pets could join us and for us to continue living in a nature-filled neighborhood, which means so much to me. Melanie's work taught me that I needed to become the exact qualities I wanted in my life. So I thought about what I wanted my new home to represent. And then I consciously lived those qualities and turned away from everyone who told me how limited my choices were. I hold tightly onto the exact focus I wanted. The home I have now is so much more affordable than what similar homes on the market are going for. Not has helped me to say yes to my life, and I believe the inner changes within myself created all the support I needed thus far, even though my circumstances on a practical level looked so bleak. When I look back at what I was up against and how hopeless it all seemed, it is incredible how quickly and powerfully things have fallen into place. I know how much effort I put into achieving these truths vibrationally. I do modules many times a week. When I am faced with a challenge, I do them daily, sometimes two to three times a day. I find that starting my day long before my children wake up for school, as early as 4.30 a.m. has helped me get a lot of this done. I also combine walking our dogs with doing a module. I feel more and more removed from him. Now I am able to disconnect from conversations about him immediately. As time goes by, he is feeling further and further away from me. This is key, what you said, Rosanne, when you were talking about the end. I just want to reiterate a little bit of that section that you talked about, just so that people, yeah, can really understand it, that... Roseanne, when she was talking about not laying boundaries and never having had a voice and stood up in her life, this is such a consistent thing with people that have been narcissistically abused. That fear of consequences, fear of honouring ourselves, and it can come down to things like fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of punishment, all sorts of things. This is so consistent. And what happens in our life through narcissists is we get pushed and pushed and pushed to learn our soul lessons and to heal them. Narcissistic abuse is an enormous experience of that. And Roseanne, on her deep inner journey, when we're coming out of victimhood into consciousness, we're really looking at ourselves and going, okay, why is this in my life? What do I need to heal and evolve? Because I'm meant to. I am meant to have a great life. But if I stay in victimhood, it's not going to change. If I change me, everything can change here. So that's when she so dedicated to this. I have thousands of people on the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program worldwide that are healing. Now, what happens is I have experiences of certain people because I offer email contact. It keeps me very busy, as you can imagine. But certain people like Roseanne was emailing me a lot, and that was really good because she was saying, what can I do here? How can I do this? You know, she was looking for direction all the time. And if people like Roseanne, her experience was enormous. It really was. 
But people like Roseanne that I see as standouts all the time. Now, I didn't know she was getting up at 4.30 in the morning until we put this show together and she submitted what she wanted to say. And I'm like, wow, that's incredible. There's another lady that's going to actually be coming on and doing an interview. And she has, I can't remember whether it's five or six kids, but the, the way that she was working modules in between five and six kids was unbelievable with the level of dedication. She was also doing healing virtually daily, if not a few times a day. So when I see this level of dedication, I'm the same. When I was working through my both my narcissistic abuse experiences, my level of self-worth and work was a couple of hours a day at least to put that effort in. Because when we understand that if we don't go within, we go without, that's the most important thing is to work on the inner because then the outer is going to start going right. So Roseanne is a standout example of that, of how much effort she she just went within. She said, okay, nothing's going to work unless I go and I change myself on the inside and that's exactly what she dedicated to doing. So Roseanne, would you like to share, because you've written this section and it's lovely, how do you feel about your life now, if you could share that? My self-awareness has heightened tremendously and I'm so aware of my vibration all the time. When I face and clear another unhealed path head on, I can truly say that, that I have experienced longer and longer periods of feeling so light and so free. I have come to accept that the times I am hit hard by something is okay and that so much more beauty is waiting on the other side. I am in acceptance of the gift that this experience has brought me and I totally see how I attracted all this into my life. I grew up in a home where both my mom and dad did not experience a childhood. My mom became the caretaker of a big family at the age of 10 as her mother was bedridden. My dad lost his father at the, at the same age and left school to begin working at the age of 13. This would explain the very serious, quiet home I grew up in. There was no laughter, no silliness and very little spontaneous conversation. My mom felt an intense need to overprotect her children and did absolutely everything for us. This left me feeling very inadequate and lowered my self-esteem considerably. I felt fearful of life and people and any new experiences. My mom became my only friend and I her only friend which is not healthy for either. I looked to her for every approval I needed. If I stepped out of line, I felt really bad about myself afterwards because of her strong response. My dad worked all the time and was never home. I observed much drama constantly as my mom still continued to fix her siblings' lives with much anxiety and fear. I learned the same pattern. 
I was able to only identify with pain, fear, drama, and not joy because that was the constant energy in my home and extended family. My father is not able to cope with emotions and was completely intolerant of me speaking up when it was something uncomfortable for him. I experienced a feeling of being shut down terribly after an incident took place. I also felt painfully unheard. My, con- my need for constant input and approval from my mom silenced my own voice further, and I acknowledge that she has been my voice all my life. I then never got to know who I truly was. Others would then never see the real me either. I was such a perfect match for narcissism and abuse. My life on the inside was operating exactly like his. Feeling powerless, no self-esteem, shame, needing approval, being empty inside, wearing a mask. If I could not feel comfortable with my own opinions, it was so easy for him to take over and control my mind. His emotional distance was a repeated pattern of what I had experienced with my father. The same aspects of my childhood played out in my adult life, only this time as a really huge, nasty billboard, huge billboard screaming for my attention. These days, the focus is not on him but myself as I continue to heal other parts of myself. I am happy to say that as much as my mom has been a teacher to me, showing me exactly where I need to heal, I have become a teacher to her. She is absorbing my journey with an open mind and heart, and because she has seen the big shifts in my own life, her boundary setting has become amazing with her family. She also acknowledges that fun and joy must become a way of life. I feel very blessed for her growth that has come about through my experience. In my heart, I truly feel that Melanie and her work has given me the best and most profound tools to claim a beautiful and purposeful life. I have permission to dream bigger. The joy and expansiveness I feel I have actually never felt before. All this makes me so grateful that I chose the path of empowerment. That's such a lovely share, Roseanne. I love it when other people in our life start. It's amazing. Self-empowerment is such a powerful, contagious thing. In that when we start getting real and when we get really real and authentic from the inside out, People in our life start following. They start stepping up and into that energy as well. It's just astounding and amazing, and we keep attracting and creating more and more of that. So that's such a beautiful thing when our mothers and our fathers can shift, no matter what age they are, and our children follow us. And I think that's one of the most powerful things is that when a mum or a dad 
you know, start being authentic and real from the inside out. It is just such a beautiful role model to role model. It's just incredible. So that's awesome. That's just so good that you've come such a long way from where you were. And really, it's been a few months since you've been doing the inside work that these massive changes have taken place. So in closing, Roseanne, what would you like to share with the New Life community that are going to be listening to this show and they're going to be looking at the blog? So that's also going to be there. What what would you, in closing, like to share with these people in the community? All I can say is, please, please, no matter how throttled and scared and disempowered you are feeling, know that there is a miracle waiting for you. And this miracle is within you. When you use Melanie's program and know she is there to help you as well, you shift on the inside of yourself and you shed your old fears and powerlessness. Then you connect to your true power and your true life. No matter what your life looks like now, it will change beyond description. Like me, you can realize why this happened to you and what it is showing you about what you need to heal. It will all make perfect sense to you. I cannot even imagine what my life would have been like if I did not find Melanie's work and the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program. Truly, if you are struggling horribly like I was, I know a lot of you read her articles and get a lot from them, but it isn't until you dig deep and do the real inner work with the Quantum Freedom Healing in the NARC program that the true shifts and miracles start taking place. No amount of just information was going to save me and my children's lives from what we were living. I had to do the inner work to make this happen. Yeah, and you certainly did that. There is no doubt you did that. You applied so much to it. Well, Roseanne, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. And it's a very, very brave thing for you to do, you know, definitely. And you're still going through proceedings and all sorts of things. But Roseanne uh, was actually one of the people that talked out about the uh, Corner Freedom, the new course. And she's been really, Roseanne, you've been so active in the uh, NARC Facebook recovery group and just really instrumental to a lot of newbies there that have really needed support and help and and so many people have been inspired by your story and the group, you know, seeing what you've gone through and what you and how positive and how empowered you have been about it. You you've just been a magnificent role model for thriving after narcissistic abuse. There's no two ways about it. So Roseanne, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story with the community. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really do appreciate it. I was so anxious about doing this, but I'm so I feel so amazing having done this now. Well, you are amazing. There is absolutely no doubt about that. You 
inspire anybody out there wanting to get through to the other side just incredibly. So it's just been my absolute pleasure to be able to help you do that. So that's it for this show, everybody, and thank you for listening in. And I'll be back with a regular show next week. Lots of love, everybody. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.